guys a question. Are you guys ready to have some fun? Yeah! I, I can't hear you. Are you guys ready to have some fun? That's what it sounded like recently at a party at the Lou Fruitman Rena residence in Thornhill, Ontario. It marked the kickoff for Rena's 50th anniversary year celebration. With a DJ and the MC leading an enthusiastic group of disabled adults on the dance floor, the place was rocking. The Rena organization's been caring for people with disabilities since 1973. That's when a group of Jewish families with special needs children got together to find a place for them to live within the community, rather than giving up custody to the province and putting them in a government-run institution. Today, Rena is a large nonprofit agency helping about a thousand people with disabilities. There's a network of apartment residences like this one and smaller group homes, plus rec centers that offer day programs, sheltered workplaces, even summer camps, and a farm. But as Rena hits middle age, it's facing a new challenge how to find enough spaces to care for now middle-aged disabled adults who are living longer. Any parent who has a child with special needs uh, worries about the future when they will no longer be in that child's life. And all of us, you know, hope that we that our child will outlive us. And even though we have supportive uh, families, you still want to know that your child will be cared for. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, February the 1st, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. February 1st marks Jewish Disability Awareness, Acceptance and Inclusion Month, or JDAME for short. In my family, I had a great aunt who suffered brain damage as a teenager after a fall, and they put her into an institution for the rest of her life. I never met her. Back then, disability was considered a shanda, as they said, something you didn't talk about in public, and there was nothing for her to be able to live in the community. Brenda Rothenberg has had her own struggles after her son Lauren was born with autism. He doesn't speak He lived at home with his family growing up, but when he was 23, he moved into a Rena apartment in Toronto, where he's been for years. He was able to hold down a few jobs and live pretty independently. When COVID hit, he moved back home. But they've now found a place for him here in the new Fruitman residence, named after Rena's first president. And that's a comfort for his mother, Brenda. She's a widow in her late 70s. Lorne is 52. He is, he takes the bus by himself. He worked at Rogers Cable TV for 17 years. He's worked at UJA for 14 years. He shops for his own groceries. Uh, All that with uh, Lauren being, uh, having autism and absolutely nonverbal. So he navigates a world very well where most people understand only the spoken word. And when he was born, so he's 52, there weren't the supports, I imagine, and the because he's a little bit younger than me. It weren't the supports in the community. Nobody really knew what to do with children with developmental disabilities. How did he navigate? How did you navigate his schooling and his you know living? It was difficult. We had just we had moved to Toronto a couple of years before that, and my support network was in Montreal. So it was starting all over again. You know, we had to, I had to fight for everything, a proper school program, proper programs. Uh, This is a a lifelong journey. 
I must say the Lord has done extremely well. He's been a total inspiration to me because he's a happy guy. He doesn't have, never had meltdowns. Um, and we always fought to get him the, the proper places and he's done well. And then he moved to Rena when he was an adult. He was only 23, which was quite young. And I moved him then because my late husband was very ill and he had said to me, Brenda, I don't have very much longer, and if you can do anything for me, I want to see Lauren move out. Otherwise, I think you might keep him forever. And we moved him out. He moved into a small apartment. He was working. He did extremely well. Um, and he's here. Fast forward, after working all these years and living on his own, he's now living in a different kind of an environment but he's adapted very well you said he's adapted why did he why did you think that he needed to be where there were more people more activities and maybe more support he doesn't get a whole lot of support he comes and goes on his own um i think that as he grows older uh one doesn't know what's in store and it's kind of nice to have to know that there are always people in the building and uh, I must say that in all the uh, 30 years that Lauren has lived on his own, uh, he's always come to our house on the weekend. He's never missed a weekend. When, we're, when I'm traveling, his brother will take him to his, to his place or they'll stay in my place, one or the other. So, you know, we're very much a, a big part of his life. Um, but it was important for me for him to have his own life as well. Uh, given that his parents aren't going to be there forever. He lost his dad when he was in his 20s. So, And you are in your 70s. Yes, 78 <laughs> to be exact. Poo-poo-poo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As a mother, when you, when you see this facility and you compare it to what you had when he was born and, and going to school, you know, how, do you, how do you take this in? When, when Lauren first moved into Rena. It was very nice. I have worked for Rena. I worked for Rena for almost 18 years. And at the time that Lauren moved into his first place, I was working for Rena. What were you doing? I have had various roles. Um, I was the, uh, I've been the manager of client and family services. I met all the families. We bonded very well because we were all on the same journey, albeit in different places. They knew I wasn't just sitting there not knowing well, it's personal for you, right? Exactly. And I had a lot of support from Rena when Lauren moved in. They made it as easy as possible. And Lauren moved in, and um, I even he was working at Rogers Cable TV, and he lived on Wilson. And I remember hiring a support staff to come in in the morning to make sure he got there. And after three days, he said to me, Brenda, he doesn't need me. He knows where to go. What was he doing for Roger? He was doing whatever they asked him to do, whether it was delivering the mail, shredding, photocopying. I know that as um, a lot of Ontario, parent, Ontario parents, anyway, there was a lot of uh, worry. There's always been worry about, you know, the financial support from the government as the, the children become adults and senior adults. So how how does that work? He he earns a living, but is it enough well, he, to take no, care of himself? No, and to, he doesn't no, he earn doesn't. a whole lot of, of a living That's right now because he's on a leave from uh, UJA. He and he doesn't get ODSP 
because in the past he's always worked. He worked at Rogers and he worked at more. So he gets CPP. So, you know, it's, it's difficult for families because you provide the, uh, you know, some of the resources for them. Um, I haven't reapplied for ODSP because I'm still um, hopeful that he's going to go back to a job. I would like, he likes to work and I, you know, he likes to be busy and he is busy now, but it's not a, a, a work situation. What, when you say he's busy, what does he do? Um, he goes four days a week to uh, Jewish vocational services and they, it's kind of preparing them for work and uh, some social activities. And he sees people, which is nice for him, and he sees some of the people who lived in his old building. So I would say you were one of the OGs, one of the original founding families of uh, of the RENA uh, complexes and the RENA organization, because I know that when it was first founded 50 years ago, yeah. it was founded by Jewish parents who had no other option. Yeah. Are you no, one of those? No. You came later. I, yeah, we came later, and um, I could see that it was the right place for Lauren. I wanted him in a you know, in, in some kind of a Jewish environment, and they were very supportive. Um, and here we are. And I appreciate that, you know, Rena is looking after the important needs for people, uh, where they live, employment, uh, how when they age, you know, giving them the proper support. So for my family, it's been a blessing. Down the hall, between the cooking class and the dance party, I met Anita Lippman. She's in her early 60s. She's a Rena resident. She used to work at a local flower store. Now she's retired. So you've been um, living in another Rena-supported apartment? Or tell me, tell me how that works. I was living in a Rena group home before I moved out on my own. And what do you do uh, during the day? How do you spend your days? Well, I'm with these guys three days a week, and then I'm home two days a week. So, uh, sometimes I go to shore on Saturday, and I ski on Sundays. You ski? This year there's not too much snow, though. It's not the best. Yeah, global warming is not good. Although we have, where do you normally go? What ski hole? Um, we used to go to Mansfield, but now we go to college and... Mm-hmm. Being at Rena, how does it help your life? Uh, more independent. And were you born in Toronto? Yeah. And are your is your family still here? My family's still here. Yeah. Any parents still alive? No. Your parents passed away. Do you have brothers and sisters? Yes. Yeah. And do you know why your um, why your your parents had you come to Rena? Because if anything happens to them. Um, they know I'm safe. My final stop on the tour was with Sharon Magor, the head of Rena's communications team. And I asked him, what are the three top challenges as Rena heads into its 50th year? So I think there are challenges, obviously, is housing, supportive, affordable housing for, uh, for individuals with development disabilities. Um, um, the other challenge is uh, aging with uh, people with developmental disabilities are living longer because uh, you know health progress has allowed them to live longer so that presents with the different challenges so um, the mental um, and the, the third one I would say is um, dealing with mental health Rena has a mental health uh, arm it's called Haitikva 
uh, and uh, they, um, you know, support with housing to individuals uh, who are facing uh, mental health challenges. So again, mental health, uh, the aging, and the housing. There's a lot in the works for Rena's 50th year. A trip to Israel for some of the residents this coming summer, a gala in November, construction of a new apartment tower for 160 tenants in Midtown Toronto, plus lobbying the Ontario government for more money for supportive housing. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia Integrity, Community, Quality and Customer Care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Joel Hertz. He's a former school board trustee in York Region, and he liked one of our podcast's honourable mentions about people who've passed away in the community in recent weeks. And we'll end with the CEO of RENA, Brian Keshin, addressing the invited politicians and other dignitaries. His mother, Sandy, ran RENA for 41 years. Each of us as citizens need to step up, step up and be inclusive. We need, as employers, to create places of employment. As builders, create places of living. We need to reach out to the person on the street and say, I love you. You're a valuable person. You are made in God's image. You are part of our community. 